0: Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Roan Infobytes podcast. I'm Claire Milligan, Marketing Operations Manager at our Biofarm Roan. For this edition, we're joined by one of our international colleagues, Gabe Fulbert, who's a regional sales manager in the US and covers Midwest US and Eastern Canada. And we're going to be talking about multi-mycotoxin analysis. Welcome to another edition of Roan Infobytes. We're joined again by Gabe. Good to have you here again.
1: Thank you, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so sorry to dump this on you, but we would really like another funny story about food or interesting, you know, story.
1: <sighs> another fun story about food. Well, um, I uh, eat gluten free. Uh, I don't. I don't believe I'm a full celiac, but I do have some intolerance. Okay. Uh, my body's told me such. And uh, early on in. Gluten free foods out at restaurants and whatnot. There was a restaurant, a pizza restaurant, that offered gluten free pizza. Great! So we went with a family and got a variety of pizzas, and I got a gluten free pizza, and it's delicious. Ate it, and you know, towards the end, I said that was really good for gluten free. The waitress said, "Oh no, mm, oops, I forgot to hit the gluten free <laughs> button." Oh. So yeah, it was a uh, was an interesting evening. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah.
0: And has gluten free food improved in taste over the years?
1: Oh, absolutely. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. The the food science is caught up and lots of options and uh, and, and really, you know, they, they do a good job. As a matter of fact, I would say gluten-free Oreos are actually better than regular.
0: Well, oh, there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, we will put that to the test tonight. We will go for a curry when out in Glasgow and we will go to somewhere that's gluten-free and you can decide uh, whether it's good or not. Fair enough. That sounds good. But this month's topic is talking about multi-mycotoxin testing. Okay. So... Can you give a bit of an overview on mycotoxins?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, so mycotoxins are a mold metabolite that uh, is very prevalent. Um, the molds are actually very prevalent as well. They're on a lot of grains, a lot of cereals, I guess yep. called here. Uh, <laughs> and, and if that mold is on that grain and, and there's certain stressing conditions, it can secrete a metabolite, which is the mycotoxin, and there are plenty of uh, regulatory limits for them across the world uh, and so they are very heavily tested.
0: Yeah. What well, mycotoxins are officially l- legislated in the US.
1: I believe the only one, only one that's officially regulated is aflatoxin while the others have um, guidance levels essentially. Yep. Um, so, vomitoxin, DON, uh, fumonisin, um I believe zearalenone and okratoxin do as well. Okay. Um, but again, they're they're their advisory levels versus a a full-blown regulation. Yeah,
0: but they are still routinely tested in the U.S.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, Yeah. certainly.
0: So all those mycotoxins are regulated in the EU. So again, routinely tested, as is, I would say, T2 and HT2. Certainly, Although regulation hasn't come into place for that. It is one that is um, being analyzed. So regulations for these toxins predominantly, well, Cover cereals pretty much for all of those. So it makes sense for multi mycotoxin analysis. Is this an area you're seeing of increasing interest with your customers?
1: Certainly, yeah. Multi mycotoxin analysis, I guess, uh, could be m- multiple fronts. Um, you know, it could be, um, you know, a-, a rapid grain lab that wants to test a given sample for fumonisin, aflatoxin, okra on, um, where they'll have to test it individually, right? So it's it's multi-toxins on the same sample. However, it's individual tests. Uh, Commercial labs, however, want to run them all in one shot to try to, um, you know, increase efficiency with testing, minimize cost, time, all that stuff. So we've certainly seen interest in those multi-mycotoxin analyses at the large commercial labs.
0: Yeah, And that would be with using immunoaffinity cleanup.
1: Yes correct the affinity cleanup um, there's also some solid phase extraction some SPEs done for that um, and there are pros and well pros and cons to both yep. uh, whereas Affinity comes really is the top level uh, of the analysis because it gets the sample the cleanest and minimizes the uh, effort to, to get the sa- or to get the instruments cleaned and maintained so
0: yeah and I think. You know, immunoaffinity columns can be used with pretty much everything. It's not just cereals, which is maybe more the SPE Correct. market. You can use with spice mixtures, you can use it with...
1: Right, and, and we've seen that a lot where, yeah. where labs will uh, use both. They'll use the basic SPE for a, a simple corn sample, uh, where they'll use the, the immunoaffinity column for a complex feed sample. Yeah. Um, but when they do that, there there's some inefficiency and there's some mistakes made when they've got... 10 different methods with various SPEs and various uh, immunoaffinity columns. So the multi-toxin column really increases that efficiency yeah. and, and and minimizes some of those retests and some of those kind of internal mistakes.
0: Yeah. So obviously, we have a relatively new product. It's our 11-plus Myco-MS Prep, which is, as the name suggests, multi-toxin, covers the, the regulated mycotoxins of interest. Can you give a bit of an overview of how an immunoaffinity column works.
1: Yes, you're testing me here. I should ask you that question. <laughs> I know, there you go. <laughs> All right, see if I pass the test. All right, so immunoaffinity columns are an antibody loaded uh, plastic barrel column, if yep. you will, um, that you will put a sample extract through. When that extract passes through uh, and interacts with those antibodies, if the toxin is present, the antibody will grab the toxin and let the rest of the sample pass through. Yep. Uh, at that point, you'll kind of wash that with some a buffer usually um, to clean up whatever leftover matrix uh, is in there. And then you'll elute. You'll put a uh, an aggressive solvent typically through that column to have it release the mycotoxin, and you can concentrate it. You've cleaned it, and you've concentrated it, making it easier to detect.
0: Perfect. Ten, All right. out of ten. Ah. There you go. You've earned a beer with your, your curry tonight.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you.
0: So yeah, as I say, there's a lot of labs looking at similar products to our a 11 plus micro MS prep um, because there are a lot of advantages, and I think you know, um, just like being in the home, everybody wants to make things as easy as possible, Indeed. you know, to make it quicker. It's the same in, in the labs, really, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, it is. Especially yeah. with the, there seems to be have, seems to have been more turnover with lab staff really almost since COVID, it yep. seems like there's been a lot more turnover. Um, so if you can create more efficiencies in the lab, not only is it easier to train, uh, but there's just less mistakes overall. And, and the quality of analysis going out the door for your commercial lab increases. And that's that's brand. I mean, that's protecting yep. your brand.
0: No, that's it. And I think, um, again, one of the benefits of Immune Affinity Cleanup is hopefully it reduces the amount of samples you have to to reanalyze and with multitoxin analysis, you can get results reported quicker. You know, you've got one extraction, one product to work with, you know, you can offer this 24-hour turnaround time sure. more often if needed.
1: Well, and and another point to the immunofinity column is that the need to use special standards or special matrix matching goes away. Yeah. Um, some of the other cleanup options, dilute and shoot, SPEs, really require matrix matching or uh, using Special standards yep. to to make sure your analysis is accurate. That's not required for immunoaffinity columns.
0: Yeah, and yeah, there's many publications now out there on the market to to demonstrate that immunoaffinity columns gives you really nice clean Elliotes so that you don't need these isotopic standards or or uh, reference materials to correct for recovery. So yeah.
1: absolutely, yeah, it's a pure recovery at that point. Exactly. Not a, Yeah. Not a recalculated recovery, if yeah. you will.
0: And again. You know, you've been with our biofarm just as long as me. Um, we spend a lot of time working with um, and developing application notes to make it easy for the customer so that they can literally plug and play. If they take the box, they've got the method and should be able sure. to get running with the product pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. On the sales side, which is which is what I'm on, uh, it's very easy for, for us to have a conversation with someone who's doing something exotic. And it's it's very rare that we don't have any experience with yeah. that. Yeah. And that's very helpful on on the sales and marketing side. So thank you.
0: Definitely, yeah. Well, I think that's it for another edition of the Info Infobytes. Thanks again for being our guest. And until next time. Thank you. Perfect, thank you.